Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day with the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from 1 Corinthians 16. 1 Corinthians 16. Now concerning the collection for the saints, do as I directed the churches in Galatia to do. On the first day of every week, each of you is to set something aside in keeping with whatever he gains, saving it up at home, so that when I come no collections will need to be carried out. When I arrive, those whom you approve will be provided with letters, and I will send these representatives to deliver your gracious gift to Jerusalem. If it is appropriate for me to go also, they will go with me. I will come to you when I have passed through Macedonia, for I am going to to go through Macedonia. Perhaps I will have an extended stay with you, or even spend the winter, so that you may send me on my way wherever I go. For I do not wish to see you now in passing. I hope to stay with you for a while, if the Lord permits. But I will stay on in Ephesus until Pentecost, because a door has been opened for me, a great opportunity for action, and there are many adversaries. But if Timothy comes, make sure he has no reason to be afraid while he is with you, for he does the work of the Lord, as I do. Therefore, let no one despise him, but send him on his way in peace, so that he may come to me because I am expecting him, and so are the brothers with me. Now concerning our brother Apollos, I strongly urged him to go to you with the brothers. It was not at all his desire to go now, but he will when he has an opportunity. Keep alert, stand firm in the faith, demonstrate manly courage, be strong, let everything you do be done in love. Brothers, you know Stephanus and his household. You know that they are the first fruits of Achaia, and that they volunteered for service to the saints. I urge that you also submit to them and to everyone who works in and joins in and works hard. I am glad that Stephanus, Fortunatus, and Achaicus came, because they supplied what was lacking on your part, and they refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore, acknowledge such people. The churches in the province of Asia greet you. Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord, together with the church that meets in their house. All the brothers greet you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. This greeting is written by me, Paul, with my own hand. If anyone does not love the Lord, let him be under a curse. Maranatha, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, be with you. And may love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen. You may have noticed at the end of verse 22, Paul says, Maranatha. It's an Aramaic phrase which means, Our Lord, come. So in this closing chapter, as is the the norm for most of Paul's letters, he usually has one or two, one or two final applications that don't, at least right now, don't deserve an entire chapter or dissertation. And at this point, they've probably concluded the letter, and he's covered more than enough territory on this letter. He'll he'll spend much of Second Corinthians, um, a good three or four chapters at least in Second Corinthians, talking about this collection that he's taking and that they're collecting for the the believers in Jerusalem. It's one of the major projects of Paul's ministry, especially here on this third missionary journey where he's spending some time at Ephesus before getting around to Corinth. But you may recall that he had he had heard from people in Corinth that things in, in Corinth weren't going so well and that the congregation had been kind of divided and had some very poor practices. And so it's it's good for him to write them a letter and to try and get things straightened out. 
And when he makes his next trip, or when he sends his next letter, before he makes his next trip, because the next letter comes pretty quickly after this one, um, he's going to urge them to continue the collection for the saints in Jerusalem. It seems that there's a famine coming up in Jerusalem soon. It had been talked about in the book of Acts and prophesied in the book of Acts. And so Paul and the other believers, especially among these Gentile churches, want to do what they can to encourage and provide for their fellow believers back in Palestine. And so that's the the major thing that he talks about here. And when we look at um, verses 2 and 3 especially, Paul lays out a couple of principles or a couple of ideas that he will expand on in 2 Corinthians on the first day of every week. They didn't have a regular work week with, you know, Saturday and Sunday off as most of us do, but they just kind of kept working generally and occasionally taking a day off if they could afford it. And so Paul says, make this a priority on the first day of the week. Um, each of you is to set aside something in keeping with whatever he gains. That that stewardship of the possessions God has given in, into our hands is something that is a concern for every Christian. And it's in proportion to what God has given to us. And then saving it up at home. Um, it's kind of this, this regular setting aside to say, yes, this is the part of my wealth that God has given to me that I'm going to return to the Lord in this offering so that no collections will need to be carried out. Paul just wants to be able to collect the offering and be on his way, hopefully soon, without getting too caught up in all the details and all the, uh, the logistics of collecting an offering. He says, I want you to be ready. Then he has some travel plans um, saying, you know, verses 8 and 9, I will stay on in Ephesus until Pentecost because a door has opened for me, a great opportunity for action, and there are many adversaries. And the fact that he he stays on there in Ephesus, he has an idea of what his plan is to be, um, but he understands that there are opportunities and there is opposition and both would be good reasons for him to stay on there with the congregation at Ephesus. But Timothy, Timothy, he says, make sure Timothy has no reason to be afraid while he is with you for he does the work of the Lord as I do. It is possible that the Corinthian church in their immaturity would try to intimidate Timothy or would try to tell Timothy that he didn't have the authority or he didn't have the right to tell them how to do a particular thing. You know, when we put doctrine into practice, um, and to pray that Timothy didn't have the right to tell them how to practice their doctrine. And Paul says, oh, by the way, Timothy is just as much a called minister of the gospel, and you need to respect him. Trying to pave the way a little bit to make sure that Timothy wouldn't have too tough of a time when he got, when he got there to Corinth. Um, verse 12, we do get a little bit of insight into Apollos. Apollos seems to, um, seems to have been a very eloquent speaker and a very good speaker, public speaker, but he also seems to have stirred up a little bit more trouble than he should have on numerous occasions. And the divisions at the beginning of this letter perhaps were indicative of that as well. In verse 12, Paul says, Concerning our brother Apollos, I strongly urged him to go to you with the brothers. It was not at all his desire to go now, but he will when he has an opportunity. That Paul thought, hey, you should go back there, go with them, bring the letter, and get this sorted out. There, there may have been 
my inkling, at least my thought, um, is that there was a place for Paul to, or for Apollos to stand up and say, I was wrong and please forgive me. And this is what we should do. And this is how we should treat one another. And Paul or Paul encouraged Apollos to go and Apollos didn't really feel like it. Well, you do what you can, I guess. Um, but we hear about Apollos a little bit later in the next book as well. And finally, the, the encouragement to stand firm in the Lord, that our Lord has blessed us with all of these, all these opportunities, and that we share in this fellowship together, especially in the paragraph beginning in verse 15. Brothers, you know Stephanus and his household. They, they are the first fruits of Achaia. They volunteered for service to the saints. The fellowship that we share has a value that cannot be overestimated. The fellowship we share includes the the people that we share our faith with and the people that we work together with. And we are here to encourage one another, to refresh each, each other, and to say, this is our Lord. This is what our Lord has done for you and for me. And so finally, Paul concludes, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. My love be with all of you in Christ Jesus. Amen. So as you go about your day, just contemplate, contemplate for a minute how you might be able to encourage a fellow Christian, whether it's, whether it's in private conversation or, or even something a little bit more public saying, you know, like this week is VBS saying that, um, that they've really done an excellent job with whatever their task seems to have been. That's the encouragement that God wants among his people. And that is the focus that God wants among his people that we focus on encouraging one another in this truth so that many more may come to know our Savior Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. Tomorrow begins our look at the prophet Hosea. God bless your day.